When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the LA Soccer Hub Show. My name is Gio Garcia. And today's Tuesday. On Tuesday, we talk black and gold. We talk LAFC. They're on a two-game winning streak. They've been off for a couple days now. You got the Gold Cup going on. You got Copa America. You got the Euros that just finished up. So I got a, I got a lot of special guests here. So let me introduce them. For the first time ever, we got LAFC Hawaii. LAFC Hawaii, how you doing? I'm good, man. Thank you for having me. Hey, pleasure to have you on. We have Back in Black. How you doing, my brother? Excited to be here. And once again, we got Josue Lopez. Josue, how you doing? Thank you for having me. And as I promised, I brought my Mexico jersey. This one is, <laughs> is the one from the World Cup 2002. Oh, you know, nice. Good memories. Waking up. It was when we will wake up in like 1 or 2 in the morning. Mm-hmm. Pretty similar scenario with what's going to happen during these Olympics in Tokyo. And of course, uh, when Mexico was eliminated by the U.S., no, yeah, yeah, nice, funny, nice, funny, yeah. Funny thing you mentioned that that was my first World Cup actually watching up. I remember my dad waking me up around like four or five in the morning just to watch some of the games. But I mean that that that's what that's what brings us the sport together. So uh, I want to talk about I want to talk about Copa America. I want to talk about you know the, the Euros. Uh, I know I talked about it yesterday, but I want to get your thoughts. Uh, Hawaii, I want to get your thoughts. What what do you think about? Let's go with Copa America. Uh, I was excited to see Messi, you know, get get his trophy. Um, I watched just a few of the matches. Uh, I'm more of a Euro fan, so but I enjoyed it. It was it was always good to see someone of his caliber get the trophy that they deserve. Um, yeah, that's how I thought about it. Yeah, and what what are your thoughts about Italy winning winning the Euros? That's who I picked. Well, so pick? let me rephrase. So let me yeah. rephrase. I picked. <laughs> I picked. He's like, I picked. I picked them as soon as they got to the final. That's no, 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 no. That's black. <laughs> so we had a our team and then the underdog, and so our uh, our uh, long shot. So I picked uh, France, and then I picked Italy for my long shot. And so yeah, I was happy, man. I I was, uh, you know, look, I'm a Serie A fan, right? So. Um, I've, I've supported Juve for a long time, and and uh, it, it was good for me to see them pull it through. I thought that they played more like a team than anyone else out of either one of the conferences, right? Like, they had, like, a family feel to everything that they did on the pitch, and I, I, I enjoyed it a lot, you know? Yeah. No, it was amazing. Back in black, yeah. what, what were your thoughts on uh, Copa America and the Euros? Well, as a as a as a Brazil fan, uh, you can only imagine mixed feelings there at the finals. I thought Argentina played a better tournament and deserved to win, which is hard for a Brazilian to say. Yeah. <laughs> uh, ultimately, they had a more complete team, and uh, quite a few people said, you know, they were hungrier. They they wanted more. They wanted to win it for Messi. And you know, as a football fan, no matter what options, what what opinions you have of of him or 
of the team. You know, you you like you want to see things like that. You want to see these streaks get broken and and people kind of reach redemption. So I, I thought it was special in that regards. I didn't like the the quality of the the final. I thought it was it was a weak game and Brazil kind of gave it away. To be very honest, uh, and then it became that that very stuck game that it was really hard to penetrate their defense with eight nine back. Uh, so there's very few moments of action really other than the time that Messi missed the goal yeah uh, which you know in my opinion is it, it was sort of the lost theme there and how how non-clutch he's been you know and, and, <laughs> look and coming coming from a Brazilian I did not expect anything else you know I don't know yeah. so this so this picture must hurt you then when I when I put this picture up here of Messi <laughs> kissing the Copa America when Neymar went out there and said hey you know what, <laughs> this is the best that I've seen play and win and it is like contemporary you know I don't I don't think anybody gets close and and that's when the the conversation gets dicey because you know when you compare it with some other people from other times um I don't put him up there but I mean right now the way he plays, the way he distributes, the way he changes the the cadence and, and the, the the mentality of the the opponent, you know, he's the number one undisputed, right? But there's another guy on the other side named Casemiro, which always marks him really, really well at Real Madrid. So, you know, it was it was expected for him to be canceled, right? But again, the, the final was really not that great. And by the way, the Euro really was was another thing. I, I really yeah. enjoyed watching the uh, the Euros better than yeah. Copa America. Yeah, no, it definitely was. And then they had fans, and I saw some crazy videos of fans uh, breaking into the stadium without tickets, which which was just insane. Uh, Josue, are you wearing the Mexico jersey? Let, let's talk about Mexico. We, we know we know what happened. Poor refereeing led to, I, I think, you know, I think Funes Mori talked about, you know, it led to the fans uh, provoking them to, to say the P chant, which is unfortunate. I think CONCACAF and Mexico came out yesterday saying that they were thinking about, you know, not having any fans, but that's that's not going to hold true for tomorrow. Well, what are your thoughts on what happened in the game? I, I love that name, the patient. That's a good way to, to say it. I actually was at the press conference today uh, prior to the game between Mexico and Guatemala. And it is so unfortunate that 70% of the questions are related to to that chant that is taking place. Like, if you come to someone's houses, you have to play by their rules. And if the rule is to not say that chant, um, well, you don't say it, you know, because it's going to affect Mexico in the future. So... Yeah, that's unfortunate. But on, on the soccer perspective, uh, Mexico created many opportunities like in Trinidad and Tobago, but unfortunately, they were not very efficient at, at, at them. And uh, the absence of Chucky Lozano, mm, given the level of the Gold Cup, with all due respect, I don't know if, it, if it's going to make a big difference. However, Tata Martino said it today. They don't have a number nine. Pulido is not there yet. We know where the number nine is. He plays in Carson, but... Is not an option, and if if the Olympics were not taking place, they might have Henry Martin or or or, or Macias if he was playing any better. But you know, it's it's a crisis between in the team, but I don't think it's going to affect uh, the outcome of the tournament, which is most likely Mexico going to the final. Maybe in the semifinal there will be some opposition. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, it, look, it doesn't look good. I mean, Mexico ended up tying one-one against Trinidad and Tobago. And that's the best I've ever seen them play. Obviously, I know the refereeing. The thing of this it, is, it this was is zero, the, zero. yeah, yeah. The, the, well, it felt like a loss. Let's be honest. It, look, it felt like a yeah. loss when Mexico played. The thing that I've noticed something about the MLS and, and and Concacaf is like the level of play has gotten better. Like the players are going to play better. The coaching has gotten better, but the refereeing, unfortunately, just has stayed the same or gotten worse. And I think. They need to invest more money. I know this is a topic for another time, but it's just like 
you see the nation league's final and you, you there's some questionable calls and then you see how um mexico which is one of the biggest teams in this gold cup uh and they don't even have var it just makes me wonder like how like it, they're just putting this tournament together too fast and not really putting in the time you know getting more referees investing in the var and it, it just it just takes away from the game and, and i think that's what that's what happened when the players but that's what it, we'll have to see i think all, all we can do right now as fans is just complain um, and hopefully the product, I mean, the product gets better on the referee side because we know the pl- the player's standard has gone there. I mean, Mexico sells tickets, the U.S. sells tickets, and I think you got to take care of those players. Chucky Lozano, one of the best players, it's not going to be in the Gold Cup. He's going to be out four to six months. So it's mm-hmm. unfortunate. I think it's unfortunate for the tournament and everything going on. But we'll have yeah, to see. So, um, yep. You know, the, you know, the attendance for other teams have been really good in the past. You know, I didn't know that. And – What's disappointing this year is that you see empty stadiums everywhere, and you know in in states that they're allowed to have full capacity. So I'm I'm curious what some of the decisions that led to held some of these games where they're being held right now because there's the same very game, Canada Martinique Rose Bowl two years ago, sixty five thousand fans, and if you saw the Canada game, there were twenty seven souls in that stadium. So I. I you know, I don't understand the decision making there from the planning standpoint, including the venues that were selected. How much travel there is involved? Yeah, I think I think I think what happened for that. I think what happened for that is like at the time when they announced the schedule, California wasn't open yet, and they I don't right. think California there was like legal stuff, and that's why they all did them in Texas. Pretty much, you see Texas and maybe another KC state maybe missing, and then Illinois. Yeah. yeah, so like those are the states that were open, so that's why they had, and that's why California, because typically it's in California, like the final yeah. California, and they're they're like it's not just a big Mexican fan base. You got Guatemalans, you got big Salvadorian Salvadoran community here. So anytime they play here, they play at the Bank California, it just sells out. But I think that's what kind of led to it, and I think maybe they had to book the venues in advance for for such advance. a big tournament, and it and it kind of it, it's kind of hurting them, unfortunately, because that's what I noticed. A lot of people, there's there's so many empty venues but i think i mean that's what happens when you know the year that we had and it's and it's unfortunate of you know that that venues are are, are being empty and, um, and and you know and you know what what else uh, uh sorry for interrupting yeah the copa america level wasn't that great i agree with what everyone has said but maybe it has to do because of the lack of fans because in south america what makes soccer or football so special are fans uh, the passion that they take it to another level it's like a like a religion and the absence of them might have affected the, the level of soccer somehow. Yeah, it did mine. I was not as excited. Um, you know, there was a lot of controversy behind the tournament as well. Political controversy. The coach may not have uh, coached, you know, three days before the tournament, you having a coaching change talk. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it was, it was a, a weird tournament to live through. If you know what, what Brazil is going through politically and, uh, but it has to be played and they played it. And the outcome was exactly what I thought it was going to be, wishy-washy and outshadowed by the other tournament, you know. And, and by the way, as an American, uh, you know, I love having the summer filled with soccer. So it was great to have those two tournaments going at the same time, being able to watch all these games. So, I mean, no complaints from me because <laughs> we got to watch a ton of good games. And I love it. Back, back to back. So now we have, we obviously, now the MLS is, uh, is kicking back up again. The Gold Cup's going to be, so that's going to be intertwined. Uh, LFC Hawaii, let, let, let's talk about the, this LAFC victory. They ended up beating uh, Austin FC 2 0. 
uh, it was a great game. I mean, you, 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 I mean, we got goals from Jose Cifuentes. We got goals from obviously Diego Rossi. But going up, going into this game, uh, it wasn't going to be an easy game. But what, what were your thoughts going into this game uh, facing Austin? No, it wasn't going to be an easy game. But we've been seeing some promising stuff from Moon and from Farfan and uh, Bob changing up the formation to the three-five-two. So we had been feeling a little confident. Um, you know, beginning of the year we were a lot questioning Bob on him changing up the formation if we were only stuck in the 4-3-3. And then we had got to see him moving away from that a little bit. And um, so then the question was, is he going to make weird moves during that uh, halftime? You know, and in and, and the last two games he didn't. So we were all very um, – like, okay, maybe Bob is getting getting us a little bit. Maybe he sees that the three five two is good for us, or as he calls it, the three four one two. Um, so, you know, I think we were all felt really good about it. And um, knowing that Mac wasn't gonna be there and Sifu was gonna be in the starting also sort of gave us a little bit of a boost to say, okay, listen, these are the people that we've been asking to see on the pitch. Um, you know, Austin had a sold out crowd and it was going to be loud and they just had to come off of a four, uh, what was it? Four zero victory. And so, you know, it made us think, okay, well, it's going to be a hard fought game, but our boys are looking like they're up to the challenge. So I was happy with what I seen from them. Yeah, I mean, if we look at the lineup right there, obviously, you have Tomas Romero, who's, who's been great and has looked fantastic. Obviously, uh, Kim Muan, Eddie Segura, Jesus Murillo, Farfan. Edwards, I think, was the, was the one that I, I think might have surprised everybody. He, he looks like he, he may be a utility piece. He's being used on the offense and the defense. Um, and sometimes, I believe, in the midfield. Yeah, Blessing, Sifuentes, Atuesta, and obviously Rossi and Bella yeah. up top. And Edwards, you know, a lot of people were like, okay, what – what is he going to do? You know, is he is he really trying to be like the blessing now, our utility guy? And I think he um, I think he had a great game. You know, he he has some speed. He made good runs. He moved up when he needed to. And I mean, I was I was happy with what I seen from him, you know, and uh, yeah. Yeah, no, I mean, I think Edwards really surprised a lot of people the yeah. way he was. He was, he was just—he's uh, a player that that obviously I haven't been. None of us have been able to watch enough, but just seeing that game is like, okay, he will do anything to stay on the field, right? He, right. he will literally do anything to stay on the field, oh. and I think that that's what that's what I like from him for his game, and I want to see how he adapts because is he going to be used as a defender or is he going to be used just as a utility player, which I think would work out for LAFC. Yeah, I actually liked the position that he was playing. You know, I liked how he would come up towards the middle and then also fall back when he needed to. Uh, for me, I would prefer him in that position as opposed to up top. That, that's just for myself. Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, he was making good runs on the outside that I felt confident with, you know, yeah. and then it left Rossi and Bella there um, and, and, and sort of opened things up. Yeah, no, I did. Uh, back, what, what were your, what, give us your thoughts on Edwards and, and the type of game he had and also the lineup. Yeah, I, I liked how he came in the game before at the end there to to provide some some life for our for our defense. Actually, in the defensive side, he came back a lot and started marking on on the Real Salt Lake game and and solidified and and, and got us that win. Uh, I thought he was a big good sub and and probably earned his starting uh, his starting position right there during those 15, 20 minutes and. Uh, Hawaii's right. He he kind of added a new layer to the defensive 
positioning of the midfield because again I even though he's listed as a defensive guy there on the lineup I, I had a really tough time putting him as part of our defense um and and that's ultimately what what I saw from him you know a guy that was running from box to box and 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 getting on the right challenges and opening up spaces from some of the other guys that we saw in some of the previous games having to be a little bit more concerned with defense and 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 also you know just not having that third attacker uh and that third person in order to free up space you know Corey Baird uh being the person that left the lineup tends to be more static more of the person that sits in the box and when he's asked to come out and do what you know what Edwards is doing which is say play a more defensive role or come back you know go toward the flanks so your wingers can do what they do you know you end up with holes and we saw those holes being exploited a lot you know in previous games so in my opinion what he does is complete our defensive effort when we have two wingers that can do what they're being currently doing because Mm -hmm. that combination exposed us um, you know, a little bit too much. And Bob knew that. And, you know, that was the way that, you know, Edwards was the way that he kind of chose to, to to fix it. And he's been doing that really, really well. Now, is yeah. he going to be an offensive power for us? Uh, I, don't know. I think it's yet, yet to be seen. But, yeah, no, I think if where, whatever he's able to do on the field, I think what he's doing now, right? And then, obviously, if you get more, more pieces that we're going to talk about, how that may change or, you know, this could potentially elevate Edwards – to, to stay in that lineup and, and be really impactful. Cause I don't think we will, if you're LAC, I think it's just, it's just ch- the cherry on top. If he gives you some of the, something on the offensive side, but I think if he's able to do what he did uh, against Austin moving forward, it's, and it's going to start to, uh, you know, it's going to start to make this, uh, is usually really going to be able to impact the team. Also, I want to talk about um, Sifu, Jose Sinfuentes. The guy keeps going, scoring goals. He's, he keeps doing um, things that I, I think he should have been the starting line. I've been saying since the start of the year, he should have been starter. I know Bob has uh, has gone a different way, but obviously Mark Anthony K is with the Gold Cup, so obviously he was going to start no matter what. What are your thoughts on Jose Cifuentes so far? Great performance. I believe he's a t- top scorer from LAFC. Uh, very impressed by the way he plays, not only as a striker, but also willing to tackle uh, those goals. And the fact that Mark Anthony K is at the, at the Gold Cup with Canada it's a good chance for him to to earn a spot at the starting eleven. And so far, and I'm not saying so far this game. So far throughout the season, he has been doing uh, a great job. Not as a third man with with Rossi and Bella, who we know are the the owners of the of, of the striker position, but as a helper who can also participate in in in, in scoring. It it has been amazing. We'll see if these type of performances bring him back with the Ecuadorian national team. That will be interesting to find out. Yeah, and I got to go his goal here. So I'm going to play the goal, and then Hawaii, I want your thoughts on him. Let me pull this up. Otra vez la presión alta por parte de los Black and Gold. En cortito tiene que salir Stuber, la equivocó. La tiene Kim Unwan para Carlos Vela. Devolución, pégale Kim. No, la falló, el contrarremate y el gol. Qué gran equivocación de Brad Stuber, ¿no? Ya lo decíamos que la presión que estaba haciendo el LAFC le estaba funcionando y Stuber 
no lee el juego, ¿no? En lugar de saltar la línea, quiere jugar y muy bien Kim Mongwan, ¿no? Que se anticipa, recupera el balón. Se... Obviously, it's, it's in Spanish, but I mean, I, I had to throw some Spanish in. I, I just feel like, the, you know, the game being called in Spanish just brings a little bit more flavor to it. So, Hawaii. I it in Spanish on ESPN Plus for some reason. So, uh, <laughs> I didn't know what they were saying, but I was like, yes, go, yes. I know what goal means, so let's do it. <laughs> um, no, but I love that goal. I love that goal. I mean, uh, first of all, I'm a huge Moon fan, um, Moon fan, right? So to see him and the way that Vela are linking up uh, for me is a, is a big deal of why LAFC are doing so well. Um, the pass from Moon to Vela and then Vela back to him and he takes a shot. You see his face and he's, he's literally like, I can't believe I missed it. But the beautiful thing is, is that Sifu is making all the right runs, right? So he, it seems like he's almost like, I've used it a couple. It's almost like he's a poacher in, in a way. He's always in the right position, and he has the most goals in our, on our team right now because he's always in the right position for that rebound to score that goal. And um, I think that's something that we've been lacking. Uh, so for me, I love that goal. Um, the chemistry of the team is looking like it's there, and that's something that we've been complaining about from uh, – you know, from game one to nine. Um, but the chemistry is starting to get there. And and it's just nice seeing Sifu in the places that he needs to be. And it's it's just, for me, it puts a smile on my face. I love it. Yeah, no, it looks good. I think I'm looking here yeah. in the stats, and he's uh, he has four goals and one assist is what I'm seeing there. So, obviously, yeah. he's leading the team. And under We're, him is Baird with three, right? So, he's leading, our, he's leading our team with yeah, goal. Yeah. I know that's didn't, not didn't he start the first goal of the season? Say yeah. that again? Yeah, he just scored the first goal. Yeah, yeah. yeah so start, I mean, he started he things off right. Uh, black, back in black. Uh, give me your give me your thoughts on Sifu. So yeah, I, I was looking up here the the advanced stats that I put together for him on the game. He had 19 presses. He pressed. This means he pressed the opponent 19 times. He was targeted 48 times. He had 53 carries. All right, and he had 93 progressive yards. I can tell you, it's a lot. You know, comparatively speaking. An, almost an entire field. He progressed the ball towards the goal. That was number one on the team by a lot. That is a twist of numbers, right? We need someone to do the twist and a, a twist a roll, bring that ball up. And he was doing that. I, he was everywhere. Now the role that he we're accustomed to see him well at is that top of the box role where he gets the ball and rips it. And I love it. I think that's the perfect position for him. And this is where I advocate we do not need a center forward because we have Cifuentes and he can play. Mm. Sifu can play CF. Um, and I That's really controversial. I know, I, I know you know that. Well, listen, it's a character <laughs> in the midfield. No, give, give, it, give it to us. Get, edu educate us, though. Educate us because I, I like your take. Educate us. We got our numbers man right here. Yeah, Let's, educate us yeah, because I look. Real facts there's, here now. there's no wrong take in this show. I think you just got to elaborate a little bit more on that because a lot I of people think, yeah. have been, have been okay. saying that. I mean, look, a lot of people have been saying that, but I want I want to know your thoughts because you make a great point on Sifu, but just elaborate a little bit more. Well, I, I believe that it's a reflection of the, our current roster and what Bob Bradley has noticed, that he may not have three quality offensive guys to run the system that he wants. But what he does have, it's now a system that he can run wingers and a guy that is at the top of the box that can run again from one end to the other and provide valuable uh, you know, get valuable momentum to your midfield forward. And and now with your flankers, right, with guys like Moon Wan, 
Farfan has been doing a great job on the other side. And, and, and that triangle with Farfan has worked really, really well with Cifuentes to provide some offensive power. So, again, I'm, I'm excited to see where it goes. I think he's the piece of the puzzle that nobody's thinking about. It took him about 10, 15 games to get comfortable. He's an Equatorian. He's in a new place. He wasn't happy with his role. But when he's played right, he provides that third offensive power to us without us having to run three of offensive players, which ends up – they all end up like jumbo on top of each other, and then there's not enough space. So the wingers – you have now two wingers, two guys up front, and the dude right in the middle. And he seems to be right at the right place. And I believe it's because opponents are just not using, not used to having LAFC run that kind of style. And mm -hmm. he's just falling into places that nobody's used to having play people. That goal, by the way, what was it? It was our wingers, Moon coming very, very far, pressing, right, which he's been doing really, really well, and opening up space. And then all of a sudden, the play developed. But it started with our wingers having the flexibility to mark up and not act like right and not like fullbacks. They were they were like close to our box, marking our goalkeeper. And that can only accomplish with C. Fuentes in the lineup. It cannot happen with Mark Anthony K. It can't. No, I'm, I'm with you. <laughs> and to your point, I, I really like your point, yeah, and I and I agree with everything you're saying. If if they play on that with the with the three five two or, or five three whatever you want to call it, that works. But when I the only the only caveat to that, if you go over to the four three three, that's where LAC tends to get stagnant. I think they could use yeah. obviously a number nine on that role. But I, but I like that they're finally playing a different formation because everybody's been calling for everybody. You know I know I've been talking to so many fans. But I, but everything you said on the three five two it really really works. But. He has to be able to – Bob Bradley has to start him because he hasn't started him over Mark Anthony K. And I think that's going to be the interesting question when Mark Anthony K does come back. But um, I want to I want to, I want to get to you, Jose, and then we'll get to you, Hawaii. Give me give me your thoughts on, on Kim Moon-Wan because he he has looked good. He's He's been uh, been amazing these last couple of games. And obviously that mistake – that was obviously a mistake by, by Austin FC keeper. But it, uh, he had that shot, and Hawaii just said he, he was frustrated that he, he, he didn't score that goal. Yeah, it was it was a big mistake, but uh, Kim Moon was at the right place at the right time. You know, I'm I'm, I'm impressed of the way he he incorporates himself on the on the offense. He already scored one goal against Kansas, so that proves how good ha he has done. I mean, I, I have a, a fascination of this type of players. Not like that. I mean, there's a long distance of level, but like the Roberto Carlos, Dani Alves, uh, Carvajal in France. You have Pavard like this defensive wingers that have the facility to incorporate to the attack you know Kim Wong has that ability and it's been impressive when he came I remember that there were a lot of questions if he was like a, a, a marketing incorporation because of the huge Korean community that he that LA has but I mean maybe he's that but he has proven in the field that he has uh, the level not only to not only to be in LA, LAFC but to be at the starting lineup yeah, no, and I think it's been very impressive. Look, I'm gonna be honest. When I first saw him, I only saw 30 minutes, and he gave two passes that led to that. It was a preseason game. I didn't know about his injuries. I didn't know none of the. You know how the team doesn't doesn't say much, but no. he didn't look good, and it wasn't, and it wasn't, and I didn't feel like judging him off 30 minutes because you know I was like it's hard to judge a player off of 30 minutes. But now I'm glad that I, we've everybody's been able to see 
why Kim Moon One was brought here because I, I I know there was a lot of questions like, hey, was this potentially a marketing player or whatever? Because he never got in the field, but now we're we're seeing him flourish, and I think he is to your to your point, uh, Black. He's another player that benefits from that three five two. Yeah, Jose Cifuentes and Kim Moon because I think on the four three three that's where that's where that's where uh, that's where uh, Kim Moon could be exposed. But who I give, give me give me your thoughts on, on Kim Moon Well, he's one of my favorite players. Um, you know, I remember when we got him. I kept on hearing, "Oh man, it's just to sell jerseys." And then you go and watch his tape, and you're like. No, dude, if he does this, he's going to be dangerous in the MLS, you know. And, you know, we have a spaces chat, and we talk about this quite a bit, about it almost feels like Moon has forced Bob's hand to go to that 3-5-2. And I know that's mm-hmm. probably not really yep. the case, but because Moon and Farfan worked so well on the size and Edward the last game against Austin, but you, it's hard to put him in the back and not let him come up and be free. And when he's free like that, you see how much more Vela and Rossi are opened up because people are drawn to them because the kid is amazing. His passes are on point. He has great footwork. He's fast. And um, when you hear Bob tell him to do something, it's done. Like, he is, it's, it's incredible to watch this kid. And, um, you know, when he first came here, we were all worried about because he was hurt. And we're like, okay, is this another situation that we got a hurt player that we aren't going to see? Because that's definitely been part of what LAFC does. Um, but when he left to go to Korea, he started for their national team, came back and was in fit form. And he proved to everyone, I'm here to play ball. He wanted to come here and play in L.A. He has uh, other Korean uh, national team uh, uh, teammates that said, hey, look, if you're going to go play in MLS, play for LAFC. And um, we're lucky to have we're lucky to have Kim on. Yeah, no, no, I mean, he's 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 flourishing and I like what he, what he, what he's doing Huge uh, for this kid, man. I'm telling you, I, love, I just he's all, he's amazing. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I like, I like what he's doing the job, and he's he's definitely taking advantage of the opportunity because I think the question for the question that I had is how is he going to start over Tristan Blacken? Because my mindset is like if they play the four three three, you only got one right back, right? But I, this three five two, it, it opens it up and it, and it makes right. those make those possibilities. You see yeah. Kim Wan flourish, you see Jose Simfuentes flourish. Right. Before we move on back and back, do you have any stats on Kim Wan? Uh, for this game, I did. I actually just recently came up with, uh, you know, what was impressive about him is that every game, everybody's getting more and more comfortable with him, and his usage rate is climbing up. So, like, if you go to my Twitter, uh, back in black underscore LA, you see some of the graphs that I put about him that he's sort of becoming the go-to. The ball has to go through him, and he's now in that category where he's Basically, 100 plays a game, 100 touches a game, whether he's receiving the ball, passing the ball, or carrying the ball. And that is something. You know, someone that just got here, got became a starter not very long ago, and is now touching the ball as much as a twista, as much as some of these guys that have been with this system for as long as he has. Um, you know, and it translates into offensive power, shot creation, which is something that we were lacking tremendously when Carlos Vela and he wasn't on the, on the lineup. He adds life to Vela. He has been a spark to Vela. And I really believe that those guys are going to do more and more together. Uh, the RSL, they had the little um, heel flick, you know, together. Like, so that, that side is developing and, and he's mm-hmm. becoming like the, the Vela buddy. Um, yeah. And I love to see where that's going. On the other side is Farfan, uh, Cifuentes, 
and Edwards. It's that tri that trio, and that trio is working really, really well. And Hawaii and I have had Twitter conversations about that. Right. I sit really, really close to Fadfan. I love watching him get come in and come up and play. Uh, you know, that wing, that wing role. He's getting more and more comfortable with it. We do not talk about how much Fadfan adds to our defensive effort. We do not talk about how valuable he is to Brad Bradley's, uh, you know, success, um, you know, in these last few games. No, I'm with you on that. And then JP in the chat said, Vela said he expected uh, a lot from Moon after his second game. Vela saw his talent long before we did. Yes, he's on the pitch with them every day. So I, I would expect he, 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 would, he would know that. But yeah. But I love that interview with him talking about how they're building that chemistry. Yep. And it was just cool to hear Vela actually mention him. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like out of everybody else, he was like, oh, yeah, me and. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Are, are starting to really I know he doesn't even speak english or spanish you know i don't think he speaks spanish he just speaks uh um... so a cool story about that did you see the article where they said that he doesn't speak so he has a he has an Translator. interpreter yeah yeah and but well, the cool thing is is that the interpreter will try to make him say or what they have said to him first and if he doesn't get it then he'll say it and have him repeat it so Perfect. it's really cool because I don't know if you follow him on Instagram, but him and Sifu have a great relationship. They sort of always are uh, photo bombing each other's photos, and it's just like really awesome to see their their uh, chemistry that them two have. Also, no, that, I mean that's amazing. Yeah. I mean, as long as you speak football, you're good, man. I mean, there's there's no problem with that. Um, I also want to talk about uh, you know Tomas Romero. I mean, this guy, third third string quarterback, um, quarterback, excuse me, pretty much quarterback for this team right now. <laughs> third, third string goalkeeper. I mean, who who would have thought? Uh, you know, obviously, what what happened with Ramir? Uh, it was a surprise. Pablo Cisnegas. He made a uh, team of the week alongside with uh, Eddie Segura. Uh, Jose, give me give me your thoughts on uh, Tomas Romero because it's been a complete surprise. It was a surprise for himself, too. He said it at the press conference the other day, but he has been there for the task, you know. Uh, uh, with Dallas, he wasn't tested a lot. With Sporting Kansas City, uh, well, the result was not on LAFC's favor. However, the last two games, are, uh, RSL and, and Austin, well, not in that he was not very tested, but when there were some deliveries from Austin, Austin FC, he was very good on the air. So it's been impressive. Um, I don't know the reason behind uh, Pablo's absence and, and Tomasito Romero's presence of the starting line. I mean, you know, it, it's hard it's hard to find a reason, but he has been impressive. You know, uh, I remember asking Bob, or I, I don't know if me or you did at the press conferences, uh, what was what were Bob's thoughts on Pablo? And one of the things I remember about saying that he needed my better performance on both in the air. And Tomas Romero has shown that he has that quality. So, yeah. Let's see if this midweek games or, like I said, I, know, I, I, I cannot give you a reason why that switch from Pablo to Tomas was. But let's see how... Oh, I can. Yeah. After these four games, it's pretty clear. But um, yeah. but well, I'll let you finish, finish your thought. No, no, no. Yeah, that, that was basically it. Like, I, I before the... Uh, Tomas performances. I, I didn't know why he was switched from from Pablo, but now I can I can tell why he's been yeah. really solid and, and secure. Yeah, because I mean, when 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 they first picked him up, I was like, okay, Tomas Romero. I was like, I don't I don't think this guy like is is the guy because he had Vermeer and obviously Pablo Cisnega. It was it was a little interesting, but now seeing. The difference, and I went to go back and look at the highlights uh, uh, of this game against Austin FC, 
you see how he moves within the box so much more quicker. He's not as big as Pablo Cisnegas, but he can move and he can fly. Like he is very quick on his feet. Um, so I do see the difference. The only thing that I will say he's he hasn't faced a Seattle. He hasn't faced an LA Galaxy. He, I mean, mm-hmm. Sporting Kansas City. But I want to, I want to see when how he does. And I don't think it's going to change necessarily. But I think those are the those 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 are the the, the tests, right? Um, but everything I've seen so far from from Tomas Romero in these four games, what he has three clean sheets. Uh, Hawaii, what are your thoughts? Uh, so at first we were, I was shocked, right? So um, within our spaces, we we sort of were going off about it because it feels like Bob uh, has a goalkeeper and then makes their confidence go straight down because he's constantly rotating and that makes a goalkeeper question what their position, whether, you know, if they are the starter or not. And um, we weren't happy with it. You know, uh, we lost some games, but it didn't seem like it was really a goalkeeper's problem, you know, Mm -hmm. Uh, but I will say this, having the kid in, he is definitely our starter now. He's, uh, he's made great saves. He's made saves that I don't think in, not one of our goalkeepers could have made at any of the years. I'm um, including Miller on that. Um, he's hungry and, um, you know, it, he commands back there for such a young kid. He demands for what he wants from the defense. And he's constantly yelling at him. He's constantly telling, putting them in positions and telling them where they're not right. And that's something that you want to see from your goalkeeper. Um, now our only problem is, is once he does get scored on, because it's going to happen, no goalkeeper is not ever going to go through a season without getting scored on. Does Bob try to take him out and then mess with his confidence? And that's something that I think us supporters and especially within our spaces group would not be happy with. This kid deserves to have the starting uh, the starting position, and uh, we should roll with him for the rest of the year. Yeah, no, you you bring up a great point because uh, I know I recall talking with Pablo and Kenneth Premier. It's like when going the back and forth. You know, I think everybody hopes it doesn't go back and forth, even if, if uh, um, Tomas Romero has a bad game, because I think you don't you don't want what what's happened since the start of the since the start of the franchise with LAFC with these goalkeepers is going the back and forth, and I think look you just got to ride with Tomas Romero. At least I would because I mean he he's looking like the better option in these four games. Um, but I, that's all what we have to see because that, that will come down to Bob and he at times can make changes that don't necessarily make sense to us. But for whatever reason, they make sense to him. But I think every time he would take Vermeer out and then put him back in and then puts yeah. it's like you, you always seen them being like, OK, I got the position. And then they feel like it gets ripped away. And it's just the strangest thing. They need to be confident back there. Right. That's the one position that you got to make sure that that player is the most confident out of any of them. Yeah, no, I would not be surprised if Pablo's uh, confidence has been, you know, shot. Not like his career is over or anything, but it's it shot with with him and Bob, you know, with him and yeah. the team. Because at this point, if he's not the starter, then he's, he's just looked at as a, as a backup, which, which is unfortunate. And I don't think he looks at himself that way. And I think this could – I don't want to get too ahead, but this could be the last season uh, with, with Pablo because if Tomas Romero is the guy, then – for me, I don't know, Pablo. Unless Pablo is okay with being a backup, but nah, black, back in black, yeah, he won't be back. Yeah, back in black. Give, mm-hmm. give me, give me your thoughts. Give us some stats. Well, this is a contract year for Pablo Cisnega, so I yeah. have a feeling that he will not be back. That yep. he wants to play for uh, another MLS team. There will be offers for him out there, and he could probably fight for a starting role in another roster. I do not believe he will play for Los, uh, Los Angeles anymore. I think we have a new starter. He's a star. 
And, you know, it doesn't surprise me that we had a, a, a goalkeeper change. You know, I started looking at the data for Cisnega, and, you know, the argument was always like it wasn't his fault. But anytime he had an opportunity to show that he was worthy, the ball went through him. So he never showed that he was doing more than the absolute minimum to keep his job, and that's what Bob Bradley saw. Through the time that he was in goalie, and I'm going to read you some stats, his defense had only allowed 24 shots. 24, first in the league, first in MLS, okay? Shots allowed. Saves. We were 25th, tied for last, okay? So we allowed the fewer number of shots, mm. and yet we had the lowest number. You know what I mean? It, it, like, mm. the, the data was just not there for him. Gotcha. Now I was like, okay, well, it must be that the shots are so close, are so close that it's indefensible for him to defend, right? But no, it's average. If you actually you can actually see of all the shots on goal, what is the average? And he's right down the middle, 50%, perfect bell shape, right? So it's not that the shots were harder, and the X goal tells you that. What is X goal? Expected goal. He's, tra- he's trending exactly where the expected goal is. He's doing the expected. Now, if you're more... If you're Murillo, if you're if you're Segura, you're like, dude, stop this one. God damn it. What's he shots? This is the this is the one, right? This is the one that you have to stop, and he has it, right? Now, what happened the 20th minutes against Austin? Bam. Fireworks. Here comes Tomas Romero. That was a goal against Isniega. And I'll stop it there because it was. Yeah. His X no. goal is green. That means that all the shots are coming in, and he's doing things that the computer doesn't believe that a human can do, right? Mm-hmm. It's winning the computer battle. At the end of the day, you have a really good defense probably look back and say, okay, we don't have the confidence on this guy, right? And here comes an 18-year-old, and he's doing a little bit more that was expected of him. And all of a sudden, the team flourished, and we have three out of four clean sheets, and a game that he probably should have won every, at, at Kansas City, right? Mm-hmm. He should have won that game. Now, I can tell you this. He's going to get scored this weekend. He's going to get scored this weekend. <laughs> he's already – no, I like that. And, uh, and I, th- I believe he's 20 years old. But, yeah, I mean, two years difference. Sorry. You're right. I mean, yeah, right. Big, yeah, he did his, he's still young. Yeah, he's, he's nine years. Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's still young, but he, he looks amazing. And I think another thing – was it you, Josue? I don't know who asked him this in the press call because he could have gone and played for uh, – he, he could have gone and played in the Gold Cup. And he would not have had this opportunity if he decided to go play for El Salvador. Um, so I don't know what conversations he and Bob Bradley and the coaching staff might have had because I think they knew they saw this coming because the game he started was a must win for LAFC and Bob Bradley because, let's put it, he was on the hot seat. If he didn't win against FC Dallas at home, you know, then then the cookie starts to crumble. Then, you know, then, then it gets – then it gets, you know, everything starts to rush, right? And I think I was surprised that he he went with with uh, with Tom, Tomas Romero, and that's that, that told me everything. I was like, he's never trusted Pablo Chisnegas. He's never because when you you put you put the players that are going to win this game for you, and, and Tomas Romero was the first guy I know he put down. He's like, hey, I'm gonna ride my horses, and this is this is going to be the guy. So I'm just looking at like, hey, like I said before, he is the guy moving forward. And and I like the the stats that you that you brought up because those are some stats that make sense to me, and I think they make sense to a lot of people. I know a lot of a lot of people within the LAFC community try to bring up some stats, and at times those those stats may be confusing um, or may not tell the whole story. But I think this tells the whole story on Pablo Cisnega. Josué, uh, give me give me your thoughts on Tomas Romero. Yeah, 
like um yeah uh, the fact that he didn't he didn't call himself to the Salvadoran national team was kind of surprising. It wasn't that right. So will he have had more chances with the LAFC with and uh, with the Salvadoran national team? I don't know uh, what the goalkeeper position looks like with El Salvador. So he took advantage of this position and he has responded. The stats that were brought earlier show that uh, pretty, pretty well. And, and you know, this league, like I said before in this show, like, this league receives a lot of criticism because of the, the level of its goalkeeper. So having a good one will bring LAFC to another level. So it is, it is impressive the way he has responded. And especially in a young age, like for example, going back to to Euro Cup, there is a lot of questions. So I think we, I think we're we're losing you. You're 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 cutting out in and out. Um, yeah, I think I we may need you to sp- to speak up a little bit more. Um, okay, can you hear me? There we go. There we go. There we go. Oh, okay. It keeps cutting out. Okay. Yeah. Uh, like I was saying, uh, you know, Thomas is such a young guy, and he has responded pretty well. And you know, going back to to the Euro Cup final, the penalties. Uh, two of the guys that missed were 19 years old, Saka, and I don't remember like the, the other guy, but you know, the fact that he has responded so well in this young age, uh, it's it's really impressive. And this MLS league is pretty criticized because of the level of its goalkeeper, so having a good one uh, will bring LAFC to another level. Well, it will change even more, you know, it will be more notable than in other leagues. So yeah, Tomas has been impressive. Yeah, no, he's he's definitely been impressive. Another player I want to talk about. We got to talk about the MLS Player of the Year. Who else? Diego Rossi. I mean, the, the guy had an impressive year. Uh, he's been linked to teams uh, all across Europe, right? This this I'm assuming could be, if not, is his final year with LAFC. He posted this on his Instagram. Obviously, he's very excited. Um, won the ESPYS award. Uh, Hawaii. Give me give me your thoughts on your boy uh, Diego Rossi. Diego Rossi. Yeah, so, you know, um, he's earned it, you know. He came here to Los Angeles. No one knew anything about him, sort of the same type for Moon. You had to look at his highlights and figure out who this kid was. Um, He puts his head down. He plays hard. He never complains. And um, you can never question his heart. And for me, uh, a person that... Um, appreciates a, a player that respects the badge, loves the loves Los Angeles, loves the team, his teammates, and uh, just playing football is something that I appreciate. So I became a huge fan of uh, Diego Rossi, and when no matter where he goes, um, you know I said I'm a Serie A fan, but he's been linked to different Serie A. I'm gonna watch those matches, you know. Uh, Premier League, I'm a Chelsea, but if he goes to Everton or if he goes to Tony, I'm watching the matches because I am a Diego Rossi fan. And if anyone deserved this, it was Diego Rossi. No question. Yeah, yeah I, 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 was, I didn't think there, was, there could be another player that, that had such a, a great year, such an impressive year that he did last year. So, you know, right. hats off for him to win in that. Back in black, what, what are your thoughts on Rossi? Yeah, I know he was the the rod last year that kept everything going and you know we we had a lot of turmoil Vela sitting out you know everything that we could not want to happen to our team happen and he was just strong and and kept it going so kudos to him he deserves it uh you know i i'm not surprised if we've seen the last of rossi or like very few games left i'm waiting for a transfer to happen pretty much imminent 
at this point and uh you know again he's he's earned it people come to mls to to springboard into another league you know it is what it is I've, i'm so happy to see some of the brazilian youth coming in guys like brenner um and 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 the fella in in new york as well that gill that just came in you know those guys are, are the future of the league if they hit and and this is based on diego's rossi's success the teams are looking for geographies to explore and to become partners with and and and, and find who the next Diego Rossi is going to be. Um, and then I, I'm excited to see what's next for him and, and who else we're going to we're going to bring out of, uh, you know, out of the, the, the youth nucleus in South America, which I grew up seeing. You know, and who's going to be the next Diego Rossi for for LAFC? Yeah. And I think I think that that's the thing. And I, I think I'm with you. Um I think it's going to happen sooner than later. He could, I mean, he could play, be playing his last, his final games. I know LAFC fans don't want to hear that, but he's definitely earned it. I know it's been a slow start for him this year and LAFC, but I think we're going to have to see uh, within these next couple of weeks because, I mean, there's a lot of moving pieces. And, I mean, if he's if he does leave within these next couple of weeks, um, that, that, that could change a lot of things for LAFC. But to your point, he's earned it. Whether it's now, whether it's in, at the end of the year, I don't think any fan – wouldn't necessarily argue. Obviously, it's, it's a bittersweet feeling, right? You don't want him to go, but at the same time, you want him to go because that's that's where that's where he needs. That's the next step is Europe, and then even Carlos Vela has talked about it. You know, getting him to the next level. The next level is Europe. So, and it, it's good, and it's exciting teams that 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 are that are interested in him, and we get to see how how much this league is really growing. And uh, so I, for us, I'm gonna say yeah. that this is important for LAFC. You know, to show hey. Place people can come in here and get developed and go out. This is what are going to keep us competitive and bringing these guys in. Yeah, no, and, and that makes a sense because it's like then you build up what, what there. I think it was Spurs. I forgot the other teams. I was like, then you have that bridge connection now. They're like, hey, we can essentially feed you players for the future. You can trust us. And if Rossi has success to wherever he goes, that's gonna it's just gonna be a trickle down effect of you know what LAFC. Uh, has done so far, but I think that's the next step in their process, and I think I think it's very exciting because I I, I think we're all on the same page that you know he can definitely have an impactful role wherever he goes in Europe. Jose, what what are your thoughts on uh, on Diego Rossi? His numbers are impressive. I think I believe he has forty six goals with LAFC, and those goals are with him. He's not a number nine, so he's a striker, but he's not a number nine. So the fact that he has that many goals speaks so well about him. The way he moves on the area, the way he places in field at the right at the right place at the right time. Uh, last season, when Bella was gone, he took the the principal role and 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 took the team on his back. So he deserves everything that is going on with him, you know. Except the fact that he was not part of the Uruguayan Uruguay national team, he doesn't deserve that at all. <laughs> yeah, but, well, wait. I could not know, uh, but, but yeah, you know, it, it's it's amazing. And you know, I used to cover the Premier League five or six years ago uh, at my beginnings as a um, journalism, and I remember like Tottenham, Everton, they were teams that will be like not even all Europa League, like that, uh, you know, here and there on the mid table, but right now they're very competitive teams. So I can only imagine a, a, a duo between Diego Rossi and James. That will be fun to watch, you know? Yeah. So, so yeah, Diego is amazing. And I don't think there is an, any LAFC fan that has any complaints about Diego. Yeah. No, I mean, no, no complaints about Diego. Obviously we'll have to see. I don't think that Uruguay national team really values MLS because I mean, that they could have used a player like Diego, but but um, you know I'm not I'm not I'm not on the team. I don't I don't follow the national team as much as that. But like you know, hopefully once he once he goes to Europe, he he gets that call up to his national team. 
Um, but there is another. They LAC has three uh, three Uruguayan players, and they have another controversial player. Uh, we got to talk about Brian Rodriguez. Um, you know, he's it looks like he's coming back. Um, so I want to get your thoughts on how you feel because I, I need to put po- po- put this up. He posted on his Instagram. So an LAFC fan reached out to me. And he's like, "Hey, have you looked at, at Brian Rodriguez' uh, Instagram?" I was like, "No, I haven't." So he posted, if you guys can see here, um, that he is in Los Angeles. He posted that LAFC. So he completely changed his bio because uh, I know he had been taking pictures of him, uh, you know, on a horse. He had been doing, uh, you know, been doing. Uh, he's been very active. I, I mean, I got, I got to show this one. This, this, this is, this is amazing. It's a sheep. Yeah, a little. I know. What is a goat? A sheep? I don't nice know what horse. it is. I want one. Um, letting people know that he's still in Uruguay. So I was like, okay. I mean, is a is a is an ongoing saga still going to continue? I mean, if this man does something, if he continues to do, uh, if he turns it around, and does something amazing, I, I feel like an LAFC fan has to frame this on their bedroom or something because. I mean, I, I mean, it, it is it is quite the quite the picture. So <laughs> I was laughing when I saw this. I was like, no way. I, I was like, he's either like giving the middle finger to uh, LAFC or he just doesn't care what's going on when I saw this photo. But today he surprised me and I think he surprised a lot of fans. Um, Hawaii, uh, give me give me your thoughts on Brian Rodriguez, how, how you feel uh, and obviously him him coming back. So about that picture real fast, if uh, he comes in and does something great, live has to put that on his screenshot for over <laughs> a year. So that would be amazing to see. Um, but, you know, about Brian is um, – where do I start? Like we we had high hopes for this kid, and uh, we wanted him to come here and sort of be the next Diego, right? And um, it, it just isn't there. His head isn't – he doesn't want to play in the MLS. So, so uh, you know, he forced his hand to go and he went to a, um, you know, a second division and couldn't be on the pitch there. Goes to Uruguay, gets in trouble. It never touched the pitch. And then he should be back here in LA and he's riding a horse with a goat, a sheep, whatever the hell it is. It's just ridiculous, man. Um, but, if he comes here, I want him to do well. I want him to show his quality. I want him to do good enough so he can be sold to where he wants to be, and then LAFC isn't out of the money. Uh, you know, So it's all these different emotions because at first you're like, no, dude, I don't want him there. Like, You don't want to be here. If he doesn't respect the badge, he doesn't look like LA, don't come. Don't be here. But then when you find out, okay, well, he's stuck. All right, well, then come. We'll have to accept him. He's on our team. But, you know, th- this whole go getting his hair cut and showing that he's still in Uruguay and then riding the horse, it just makes us as supporters be like, man, it's, it's sort of a slap in the face. Um, good news today that he's that he showed that he's here. You know, the, the it says L.A., so that's great. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful that he comes here with a clean head and one of his – you know, manager, agent, mom, dad, I don't care who it is. Best friend says, look, this is your opportunity. You have to show people what you can do and prove it like Diego has. And look at his opportunities to leave and go to Europe. And that will be you next. That's what I'm hoping. Yeah. Uh, back in black, I got to give you th- your thoughts. You're Brazilian. You know how it is down in South America. And I've said this since I didn't think Brian Rodriguez, before he left, was a talented player. Um, and he has speed. He has all these different things. But I never felt like he impacted the game the way I grew up seeing Brazilian players, the way I grew up seeing Uruguayan players. And I, I was never 
I never saw that from him. And then I think everything trickled down with Almeria. Obviously, him him wanting to go back to Peñarol, Peñarol not wanting him, not even playing in, in the Copa America. I don't, I don't even correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't even think he touched the pitch, right? Not once. Not, not yeah. once, right? And um, and he's doing things like this. You being from Brazil, what what are your thoughts on this whole situation? Well, I, as a Brazilian, I I think that someone made a huge mistake in 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 assessing the caliber of this player and and paying what they paid for a, such a youth raw talent you know i think that that was a a, a a an issue there where they thought they were getting one kind of player and and they got something else um so i i i, I know what you're talking about where the flair is there and the dribbles are there and the excitement is there and the forward and the i'm gonna put my head down but that, and that is that is as far as it goes shots for myself it is there, and, and the, the numbers do show. He led the team in, show, in, in, in shot creation, except that he took those shots, and he's like Ben Simmons of, of MLS. Man. He <laughs> oh, get it in. Like, it's out. He said the Ben Simmons of MLS. <laughs> wow, that is – that I, is. A... I mean, it's, it was like he created the shot. It was like amazing. And then, like, like Brian, pass the ball, buddy. Like, you know, and so I think that he has the right idea, but it got in his head. He knows he's good. He knows he's quick. He knows he's – gorgeous guy you know he's got tattoos by the way bryce duke was looking for a tattoo artist yesterday so i put that two and two together that he he got the idea from someone else but you know <laughs> i i think rodriguez is raw talent and he got here again these guys have to be given more than six months at 17 i if you ask me what i was doing at 17 years old you know my head was in a gutter right it was not there. So, and I didn't have the money, the talent, and anything that this guy had. LA in my all of a sudden. So we have to be able to just rein this guy in, put him in his horse, right? And say, look, this is your last chance. You already like your value just went like that. And like we don't have any suitors for you. And now you have to win a battle back in order to make yourself into a player again. Yeah. No, LAC Kui is, is in the chat. He says, greetings. I'm not trying to fall asleep. I, he put, he, he passed, he shared an article, which was in Spanish. Uh, Kui, if you're here, um, I, I think he was missing practice. He wasn't, he wasn't going to the practices and that's why he wasn't getting called up. I think when he was, when in he was the in the U23s. Ours. Yep. And, so, so he was already a, K, a head case. Yeah. Then he's in our, he's in our spaces and yeah. he tells us all the time, like, to be honest, the, the the scout over there sort of missed this. You know, he's been a problem since he was before he was a professional, mm -hmm. you know. So this is really on the front office and the scouting. They should have caught this way before. Especially you know? when you spent 11.5, almost $12 million. Yeah. They, 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 they really missed it. Um, and, and I said that look, one more thing, yeah, one more thing is also Uruguay to share with us. Diego Rossi's mom is she, she messes, she deals with all their heads, right? She, she helps them settle down and, and, uh, and uh, talks to them. And uh, she talked with Brian for a while. And when he first got here and, and we thought everybody thought, Oh, this has worked. And he's, he's, you know, getting out of his head and he's becoming a better person. And then he does the stuff that he does. So, Obviously, it didn't work. Yeah, and I, and I think, you know, being able to cover a, a lot of different sports here in L.A. and being around a lot of athletes, he, he reminds me uh, of a certain athlete that, that I don't know who, who played baseball. He had all the raw talent. He had all that, but 
He just didn't put the work in, right? What I mean by going, staying late after practice, working out outside of practice, you know, making making football literally your life, right? Because when you're a when you're a pro, everybody is already as good as you. But what what defines what separates you is what you do outside, what you, what right. you do outside. Because you're right, black back and black. His pure talent got him to where he's at. But I think it, it got him to where he's at his whole life. But now he's in a stage that like everybody's as fast as him, everybody's as good as him. The only way to separate yourself is to put in the actual work outside the field. And I don't sense that. Like, right. I don't say like practice on your shooting, practice on this, practice, putting the extra effort. The raw talent is there. No, I'm not going to question that, but it's just the effort outside of that is what he's really missing. And I think you can clearly say that the focus of where he's at and everything, um, you know, but I want to, I want to get into, uh, before I get to you, Josue, I want to get into some people are here in the chat. He says, uh, LASC live says, if, It'll be my profile pick if he scores. Uh, <laughs> I, he's like, I ain't taking it back. I, I like, I like that. Um, CeeLo says, if we win against Carson, that's our profile pick. Um, Katie, who's always amazing, says, uh, my feelings for B Rod is that he can, if he can provide assists and give us something, I won't complain. He can. Fair enough. Um, driving the horse. Um, Danny says he oh, needed gosh. to be humble. <laughs> He said, uh, I need this article. I'll tweet that out. I think LAFC cool. I shared, shared that. Um, yeah, he said, yeah, Seal Puig. <laughs> I, hey, mean, pretty, 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 I mean, you're pretty close. Right there. No, just but pretty temple right there. It Puig was, was traded to Cincinnati, by the way. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> it was the funny thing about that. He's friends with Yasiel Puig, but that's all. I'm, that's all I'm gonna say. And I and I and I know Yasiel Puig and stuff, but I mean that's that's all I need to say. But yeah, yeah, I, I don't want to compare him necessarily because I don't know Brian Rodriguez like that. Like I knew the, these other athletes, but it's this. It's just the sense that I get. But like, look on the positive side, because like, we, we got to look at the positive side. He can come and be humble because he he don't want to come back here, right? He 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 never he never he never vocally said he wanted to come back here. He talked about paying your old. You want to maybe stay over there, but now this, the reality has set in that you know he's he's coming back to LA, but this is his second opportunity, and I'm gonna look forward to what he does because be, before uh, because I already seeing what he did, I think now he needs to change the fans the fans perspective because there's some people that are gonna want to bring him back that's totally fine, but there's other fans that are still salty about the way he left. Jose, what are your thoughts? You know, first of all, horses scare me, but that's another story. <laughs> and, and you know, Brian Rodriguez remind me of the Mexican national team somehow. On the last six, seven World Cups, Mexico has been in the best 16 teams of the world. But occasionally, we tend to believe that we are Brazil, that we are Uruguay, that we are Germany, that we're France. But we're not at that level yet. We are Mexico. We are an, a good team that in the World Cup finishing an average position. I think that Brian Rodriguez believes that he's Messi, he's Cavani, he's Neymar, but, you know, he is not. And that belief that he might have on his head affects his attitude and the way he, he performs, not only on the field, but outside the field. The opposite example of, of missing training is Hugo Sanchez. He will come one hour before training and he will stay one hour after training, practice, practice, and practice. And how that's how he won five uh, golden boots with Real Madrid. With the national team was another story, but you know, giving that extra and he's, according to what you guys share right now, he's not even giving the minimum, you know, the minimum, but you know, this first seven months for him, soccer-wise have been tough, you know, with Almeria, not a lot of minutes, a bit with a teammate, with a Uruguay, Uruguayan national team, he didn't play a single minute. Maybe going through that 
punishment, that rough situation will make him change his mind. You know, hopefully that challenge, that difficulty can affect his mentality at Bob says alone the press conferences, the mentality that he has. You know, that difficult situation will change his attitude toward the team because the talent is there, but the attitude needs to change. And hopefully, hopefully that can make a change. If that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, no, I, that, that attitude, that attitude, the mentality. Hawaii, how do you feel fans are going to receive Brian Rodriguez after what's happened? So, uh, okay, so yesterday we had our spaces and a lot of people were mixed in it. Uh, a lot of people were like, yo, we're going to boo him every time, you know? And then there's other ones that are like, no, no, no. We got to be behind him. If his, if his head isn't here, uh, we, we've got to back him and let him know that we want him here. Uh, so it, it, it's a mixed bag, you know? And, and everybody has a right of opinion of how they feel about it, you know? Um we, we all follow other clubs besides that are in, in, in MLS. And if this happened over in Europe, it would be a different story. You know, like it, it is, he would have been shipped out a long time ago and no matter what, you know, and it's one of them types of situations where um, people feel like he's done them dirty. And, and by posting the pictures, they feel like it's a, it's a real slap in the face to the club. Um, but, you know, on the other hand, it is true. We, we shouldn't booing because we want this kid to have the best mindset and to show his quality. And because um, we do want him to be moved and we don't need LAFC to lose all that money, you know. Um, so. It's, it's, it's torn, you know, and, and for me, I feel like everybody has their rights to it. And I, I've been on that fence, too. You know, like I said, at first, I'm like, no way. And then when we heard, when we knew that he was coming back, it was like, OK, we'll come back. And then you see the pictures and you're like, no way. Now, <laughs> he's, here. now he's here and you're like, OK, come back. So it's, you know, it's just the emotions that he has put us through as a, as a fan. Yeah, look, I'm going to be optimistic. But my man's riding a horse with the baby goat. To me, it's like I don't give a. Hey, he can I, go I like to Sunset Ranch and ride horses. Hey, bro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Look, listen, like to me, there's nothing wrong with with that. I just think like I want if I'm LAFC, if I'm Carlos Vela, if I'm Diego Rossi, we're here to win a championship. You know okay, what I'm saying? that is something we talked about. How is the locker room going to feel about this? I think it's mixed, uh, w- without a doubt. Uh, look, I like yeah, just bro. I 100 because like look, Carlos Vela is not very vocal, but Carlos Vela is the best player. In my opinion, Carlos Vela, when he is healthy, in my opinion, he's the best player in the league. Yeah, but, for sure. But but like um what what like what conversations look, is it when you're a pro, it's a different situation. It's not like when you're in high school or college, like, hey, when you're making money and stuff like that. Vela is not the guy to be like, hey, Brian, come over here and talk. Or Brian maybe, maybe just doing his own thing, you know what I'm saying? So it's like they've already spent like a year, a year and a half with each other. Um however long he was there he left he did everything he did but i think vela probably understands to an extent because of bob bradley and i think brian rodriguez and bob bradley is the first relationship that ha- is going to have to be paired up because mm-hmm. if he's just wild just imagine how many times they, how many times how many times bob bradley and brian rodriguez got into it in practice i can i i without knowing can assume it was probably a lot you know what I'm saying? He's called right. him out a couple of times. So it's like Brian Rodriguez is not going to do what Bob Bradley uh, not, has not done what Bob Bradley has wanted him to do. 
Um, right. But I know that I know a lot of stuff has happened uh, with this is just me speculating. So I know a lot of stuff has happened in practice because the way he left, you know, what I'm saying the way he left and how he, how he went that, that that I mean, just being around this, you see that like, hey, that relationship's not going to hasn't been good. So that that's the first relationship that has to be fixed. Bob Bradley doesn't. I'm assuming he speaks a little bit of Spanish, but it's not like they can have like a very um, I don't know. What's the word? A very I don't know if it's intimate or you know, uh, they can have a good conversation, but Bob Bradley's not going to be like, <laughs> you know, he's not he's not yeah. like he's, hey, gonna gonna be, he's not going to be talking story with it. Yeah, it's like right. my yeah. way with the highway. You know, he's like, hey, come here, Brian. Let me let me let me come here. Like you know, like, have this coffee but with me. It has to affect some of the people in the locker room. You 100%. know, like the blessings, right? The blessings that work their butts off every single day that make a yeah. little bit of money, and then you have this kid that's making millions of dollars that don't want to show up and is sort of doing his own thing, and it's like, yo, bro. You know, like I, I just, I just have a feeling that it might be a little shaky with with yeah. some of the players, and 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 look, they they have that right though. You know what I mean? Like we we're here every day, we're busting our butts. You're riding a horse, you know. Yeah. Like Bradley has no issues in benching him and and riding him in the the bench and and put millions of dollars in that bench and and letting it ride like he did with the other Ryan hey, Ross. We didn't talk about the other Ryan Ross here, which has made a lot of money for us and continues to sit. No, free Yeah, free Pancho. I'm with you. Um, back and back. Give me your give me your thoughts. Uh, how do you think the, the fans are gonna receive him? Yeah, I think there's two questions to be answered. Like, one, is he really coming back to stay, or is he putting that up because you know he did enough to like burn all his bridges? And if he does stay, what role will he play with a roster? And I think that's gonna be uh, you know, determined after the Diego Rossa situation uh, gets gets fully resolved. So if he does end up having a, a, a you know a substantial role in the team, meaning that these two things actually happen, you know, I think he can plug and play. You know, I mean, you'd rather have Raheem Edwards or or him out there as that third attacker. You know, I think he can add things in, in to our offense that we've been lacking. Shot creation was an issue before we started finding the net. We're no longer the, the team that scores three, four goals a game. We're relying on defense to win. So, hey, you know what? Come back, play up, and if you don't, sit there by Pancho because he loves the bench. He makes a lot of money, so he really doesn't matter. <laughs> but the thing is, that you make great points, but that's the thing is that you're going to start right away. What about all these other well, players? I don't think so. Right it's going to be really, really hard. But there's, yeah. there's so many things going on there because he's a DP player, right? They The, the only way to, to bring up his value because he shot his value down is by him, by, by playing him. But it's like, right? Like I, right now, I don't, I don't think anybody feels like, okay, yeah, this guy's going to win me a game. You got, you got you to gotta get him back, back in the mix. Uh, I want to get to a comment um, from uh, a good Juan says, uh, uh, what was it? He said, I'm a boo. He says, I'm a boo that fool. But when, <laughs> but, but but then hug him if he scores or is. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's that's, that's a fan right there. That's the right there. That, I love look. Really I love good. the honesty. That, that's that's exactly what I think. You know what what's gonna happen if he scores a hat trick or he gets three assists in the first game? Like everybody all, will love him. Yeah, yeah like yeah, everything will. Everything perspective else will be changes everything. Yeah. Yeah. No. 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 Go ahead, Hawaii. No. Go ahead. No, yeah. I was I'm just I was just gonna get to a couple uh a couple uh comments. Uh Danny says he's good for a C- assist at the very least. Yeah. Uh CeeLo says I'd rather have him o- and Cal over B Rod. Uh he says B Rod to the lights. Uh <laughs> Kui, 
Okay. Alex Cui, who's in Uruguay and lives in Uruguay, he says there Okoku he over Brian. I, That's right. That's I right. Definitely agree. Yeah, you want to take time away from some of these youth that has is here is hungry. Opoku is hungry. He's gonna get back. Like you know, you're going to eat time away from some of these guys to try to recover this 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 train rack, right? To to try to like make some money on the face value. I do not believe this team is is, is decision making is driven by the financial situation. They have uh, too much money wait, right wait, now. Hold on, eleven point five million dollars. Right now, like right now, LAFC is holding bag the bag on Brian Rodriguez, and, and it's, a heavy, it's, a, it's a heavy bag. It's a heavy. It's a heavy bag. It's a heavy bag. No doubt about it. It's a. It's a. But like, look, if if they don't sell them, you. I don't think. I think they're gonna sell them. But like, if you're, I've said this before. If you're John Thornton, you sell him for ten million, one point five million dollars. I mean, you know, I'm saying you don't want to lose on this deal, and that's why I think I wanted. I for both parties, I wanted him to stay with Almeria. It didn't happen, but I think you don't. You don't what. I don't. I thought LAFC was was going to be able to break even, but I feel like now it's gotten harder for the time yeah. being. But it, it it can change if Brian is willing to change. Um, but with uh, what Black said is true. You know, Bob don't care about the money. I mean, I know he's no, of course not. He, he, he has to win said, games. He said Horta with the whole year and didn't care at all. You know, so we'll sit a DP. Um, but, uh, you know, Brian does need to come in and, and earn that place. And I, honestly, the best thing for Brian is that Rossi does get sold and then Brian yeah. can slot into that spot that Rossi was there. And then for, I actually, even for LAFC that we can still run that three, five, three, five, two, or Bob calls it the three, four, one, two, whatever. We'll still be able to run that with moon and Farfan. Um, that actually would be the best option for Brian. Uh, but if Rossi stays in, he's on the bench. Yeah, no, I, I think I think that's the uh, no LFC is not it's not broke. They're not, they're not broke. I'm just saying what I was saying is like if if they sell Brian for any less than eleven point five million dollars is they're losing money. So and I'm with you. I think the best situation that could happen is if they sell Diego Rossi before Brian Rodriguez make whatever they're going to make and then maybe they can offset it. That's that's one way right. LFC can offset that loss because right now it's really looking like a loss. Um, the slim chance that that I, I have to say this, there is a slim chance, very very slim chance that Brian comes back and completely changes his perspective. But what he's po- from what he's posting on his Instagram, it do- it it doesn't give me that belief because no. I I just don't see it because you know players that are locked in, players that are focused, players that that want to win championships, uh, you know I I get a I get a different um pers- I get a different perspective, and I'm not necessarily seeing that uh from from Brian Rodriguez right now, but. I could be wrong, and we could see what happens. Um, but guys, I th- we've got we've gone over uh, over an hour. Okay, okay, Danny brings up a great point. He says, "Talk deal." Um, Hawaii, how do you feel about uh, about deal? Uh, it was posted today that Dio is actually on a free. Um, he would be free if he did come to LAFC. Uh, <laughs> it's it's weird for me, man. Like th- this is the thing. I I feel like Dio left. And, uh, you know, he didn't want to be with the club. He wanted to be closer to his mom. And now he's in China and he sees that maybe it isn't as good as what he thought. So he wants to come back to L.A. And, uh, you know, if he's free, I'm open to it. But if we're paying him 500000 like a Janela, I'm not with it. 
that 500,000 needs to go elsewhere. You know, um, unlike black, I, I do think maybe we still do need a nine some, you know, just in case or whatever, because I'm on the fence with it because I like the the formation that we're running now. Um, but if we do go back to the four, three, three, we do need it. And I want a veteran. I want someone seasoned. Um, so, you know, like for me, I would like to the money there. I'm not saying it has to be DP money, but like, you know, spend some money on this, on this person that we're bringing in. Um, but you know, look, Dio did a lot for us. I like the way Dio played. Um, you know, I always mentioned Dio is more of like a poacher. He, he sort of did was, does what Sifu has been doing. He's always was in the right place at the right time for us. Um, so I like Dio. I just don't want us to spend a lot of money on him. Yeah, I think I think that's the, the sense I get. Back and back before I get to you, Jose, what are, what are your thoughts on LAFC potentially getting Dio back? You know, on the positive side, he's a player that already already knows a club. He knows his teammates. He knows Bob. So the adaptation process might be easier. He he scored a lot of goals. I remember the first time he scored it was in a cup game back in 2019. So those are the the positive with Dio, but. For there is some reason why he left, you know, and he is one more addition of those really strange uh, LAFC players living with Dio. I remember still the Walker Zimmerman situation, you know. So, so we'll see, you know. And the sense of rematch, I cannot think of any negatives, negative points of bringing Dio back. Maybe the the money fact, but yeah, I think it will be a good uh, a good option and. You don't risk a lot because a guy already knows where he's playing. Yeah, I think that yeah, he does get hurt a lot. Yeah, I think I think yeah, that's 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 the biggest thing. I don't, I don't think people remember. Uh, he 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 does he did get he did have some injury situations. Uh, Juan says I can dust off my Dio jersey from 2020. <laughs> hey, look, there 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 is lots of positives there. Back in black, what are your, what are your thoughts on Dio? Yeah, I think he wins personality. You know, everybody likes him because he's Mr. Personality. And, you know, um, unfortunately, I do believe his sort of his time with the club has sort of passed. And, you know, he had a, a miss, a missed time, like uh, uh, a, time, a not so good time in China. You know, it seems like he was there for like four months and, and it didn't work out. Um, you know, again, we have all these youth here that is screaming for playing time and and bringing a deal only takes them away takes us away from knowing whether these guys are are worthy of a roster spot or not so i rather give cal jennings and company some time and figure out whether we want to keep these dudes or not versus bring another person to play like what right phillips played uh last season you know have this this mercenary role if you may i think hawaii is the one that brought it up like that that comes in, score goals, and and leaves. You know, I think it's time we spend some time in our academy and continue to develop our youth. That's the beef that I have with bringing, you know, again, these mercenaries. And I, I'm using it in a in a very specific way, you know, the word. But you know, I much rather invest in our youth and and continue to do and and become a, a, an academy to to be reckoned with. And I I think our academy it's still the jury's still out what's going to happen with it. And I'm hoping that the Vegas partnership really is what brings us to the top. You know, we're not there yet, academy-wise. Apoku. Yeah, Apoku. Apoku. Their connection with the, with, the, with the African countries is, is really important for us. I love it. We bring we brought uh, Mama Dufal, you know, Blessing is there. You know, these clusters, these geographical clusters are really important for the club, especially when you talk about youth. You know, bringing okay. veterans may not be our game right now. 
you know. And that was a huge part sending him to, to the lights. What I was going to say, you make, may bring up a good point about bringing up players within the academy. Uh, this is not – look, Dio, I know he was already been here, but uh, the players that they've brought in so far has been nothing but youth players, right? I, I forget how old Dio is, but it doesn't necessarily fit what they're going with because they didn't bring back uh, Bradley Wright Phillips, who I thought would have been would would have been a great option, and they've gone with all these younger guys, what Baird, you know, Cal Jennings, right? So I think it, uh, wherever it came from, the fans, I hope I hope it's very organic that it came from the fans because it just kind of came out of nowhere. But I, it just doesn't necessarily fit the mold for LASC because they don't go for that veteran type of player. Granted, there is a this is a player that's familiar with the system. That knows Bob Bradley, who, who played with Bob Bradley, I think, believe before LAFC. So obviously, there's that familiarity. So I'm with you, Hawaii. If it makes sense, if it, if it doesn't cost too much money or anything like that, um, yeah, you can bring them. But at the same time, the, the other side to that, they're youth. There's, there's so many youth uh, talent. So let me, we'll go through these last last comments here and then we'll wrap things up. Yeah, I think BWP was, he wanted a million dollars. That's uh, crazy. I mean, yeah. I mean, you got to get the bag when you're when you're at that at that yeah, age. But you yeah, but yeah, yeah, no, no, no. I I wouldn't have paid him a million dollars. I probably would have paid him a lot less. I probably would have paid him more than Pancho Janela for sure. But you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> that's Jack the thing, though. The, the, the thing, the look. The I, I'm glad I you want... brought up the point because um, I'll let you uh, because they were paying what Kenneth Vermeer nine hundred thousand dollars. So if you can pay yeah. Kenneth Vermeer $900,000, I could justify paying Bradley, Bradley White Phillips a million dollars. The money that they got from Zimmerman went to Vermeer, yeah. which is ridiculous. That yeah. was a horrible investment. Yeah. Oh, you're going to have to pay Romero, by the way. That contract's coming up at the end of the year. Good luck they with better, that. Better, better, they better lock it up now. Lock it up. That thing is going to get expensive. Uh, uh, I don't know how to say your name. I know you're in the, in the, in the group. We call him Psalm. Psalm. Uh, he says, we already know that Moose and Bear are not ready, though. V for Vital says, Cal Jennings and Moose are slept on, in my opinion. Jennings is definitely someone who deserves more time. Um, Jennings for sure needs more minutes. Um, so, yeah, it's a, I mean, the, there are a lot of great points. There's a lot of, a lot of pieces that LAFC has and that could potentially develop. Jose, what were we going to say? No, I was going to say that I want Pancho Ginella's job. Like, keep uh, earning a <laughs> half million Maybe. dollars for sitting on the bench, man. Put he's always in. smiling. You notice that? Yo, he's never having a bad day. He's oh, never. No. He gets to hang out with his it, best it, friend. He's not a player. And he gets to make $500,000. Doesn't have to sit on the bus to Vegas. <laughs> it's too expensive. Doesn't yes. go to Vegas. Bro. He'd probably take a, a, a plane, but still. Yeah, no, no, no. It's crazy. And some free poncho. Yeah, I mean, he did get in last game. So we'll see. We'll see what happens moving forward. Guys, we've gone over an hour, an hour 20. I mean, the conversation has been great. So um, don't want to take any more of your time. Uh, LAFC Hawaii, let, let the people know where they can follow you and what time and date they can listen to the spaces. So uh, LAFC underscore Hawaii is what you can find me on Twitter. And then uh, we do a spaces uh, one hour before every match. Uh, to talk about the uh, formation and, and um, you know, the lineup and, and everything. And then uh, every Monday at 4 o'clock L.A. time, we just talk about all LAFC. If it's Brian, if it's the team, if it's the good, bad, we just – that's what we, we talk about it. And back is in our group. He, he's our numbers guy. We have a it – is, it's a good time. Yeah, uh, back in black, let the people know where they can follow you. 
Yeah, Instagram and Twitter. Uh, on Instagram, I try to put some of the infographs that I've created for the team, uh, whether it's in the performance or following some of our, our games. I like to put Vegas data in there as well to understand what, you know, what betting, the betting. Uh, over, under. You know, over, under and things because Vegas is very uh, honest and you can get a sense of what's going to happen in the game. But yeah, follow me on Twitter, follow me on Instagram, and I uh, always try to bring some some data driven commentary, you know, and try to stay away from the emotions. But it's hard, you know, we're fans, you know, so it gets all mixed of course. up. Of course. Well, so let the let the people know where they can follow you. Please follow me in you can see my work in English at Area Sports Network, both in Twitter and Instagram, and in Spanish, Twitter and Instagram at Josue L H six eighty six. Well, that's going to wrap up the show, guys. And for you guys, those of you guys listening, join us every Tuesday night at 7 p.m. We're talking LFC. We're talking back and gold. We're talking, you know, obviously with these diehard fans, which know I have a lot of information to providing, you know, even bring me some knowledge, which which I enjoy. Mm-hmm. Definitely check out the, the spaces. It's a Monday. Monday's at 4 p.m. Pacific time. So definitely check it out if you want your voice to be heard. So for Hawaii, for Back in Black, and for Josue, this is Gio. We'll catch you guys next time. Bye, everybody.